three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. everyone um this is going up much later than i was intending but um with the uh with the trial today uh which i will save my thoughts for on that (laughs) um uh for a later date but yeah just uh reviews going up a little late tonight so apologize in advance but got a review here because it is an amazing holiday of 420 Uh, i have a quick review here for how high which Doing a little research on this, I was actually surprised with some of the people who were kind of involved with this, but I'll uh, I'll get to that here in a second. So, the film, of course, uh, stars Red Man and Method Man, and I have to give, I think this is something we have to actually kind of backtrack and uh, really praise. Uh, while Red Man has mostly stuck to just being a... Uh, being a uh, rapper um, outside of their show, uh, Red uh, Meth and Red, I think it's what it's called. Um, Meth and Man's been in quite a bit of stuff that's done uh, at least decently well. He was in he was in uh, both uh, both Shaft films. Uh, he was just in Concrete Cowboy, which if you haven't listened to that review, you can check that out. Uh, check that out on our channel. Um, he was in Vampires vs the Bronx. Um, Trying to think what else. Um, I remember he was in The Sitter, and he was actually one of the few things I liked about that movie. Uh, he was in The Cobbler, that movie with Adam Sandler, which, while that movie sucks, he's actually really good in it. Um, I'm a really big, I'm a really big fan of Method Man, um, and he's done really well for himself independently of music. And you know, of course, Wu Tang Clan being for the children, and him and Redman have done uh, just you know the Rock Wild, uh, the Rottweiler alone. They've done some incredible um, stuff together. I'm such a huge fan of just Method Man uh, in general. But wa- rewatching this movie, the thing that made me laugh is that this movie has an insane amount of shit crammed into it for a 93 minute runtime. <laughs> I'm not even here. Here's the plot of the movie, and I use plot somewhat in quotes but who cares so their friend um uh, their friend ivory who's played by uh, chuck deasy he goes ahead is smoking a joint one night goes ahead passes out joint falls onto his dreads uh burns burns him alive so he ends up jumping out of his apartment window and getting hit by a bus so then <laughs> And again, this is where the plot is just absurd. Uh, Silas, who's Method Man's character, he goes ahead, takes the ashes of his friend and uses them to go ahead and grow a new strand of weed, which he uh, 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 calls ivory. So what I love about this is that there's really no reason for that. Actually, there is no there is no reason for him to put use his ashes, uh, the best friend's ashes in this plant. But he goes, fuck it. Who cares? Uh, but here's something I am going to give this movie credit for. And, and we talk about this on the channel. 
you know, the entertainment aspect versus, you know, cr- tr- truly critiquing a film. And I'm going to tell you right now, as a film, there are so many... There is a subplot later on in this film with uh, with pimps, uh, one that's played by Mike Epps that I went, there's really no reason for this to be here, and the film would actually be better if it's not here. Uh, Garrett Morris pops up in this movie uh, for a moment to do a commercial, which made me laugh really hard. Um, the big point of reference with him, you probably remember him as Stan from Martin, but the movie for being so insane it's only about eh, maybe 15 minutes till they're actually at college like the the movie is actually surprisingly well paced and i have to give the movie some credit for that um but i actually appreciate the fact that they didn't have method man and red man just be you know brothers um well you know not literally but <laughs> they didn't have them just be brothers and kind of be lazy with it uh, Silas is a uh, grows a lot of plants. He grows a lot of weed, but he's actually genuinely interested in being a uh, in being a botanist and going ahead and actually uh, growing these plants and actually help create medicine. Which I went, I don't remember him being that noble with it, and that was something I went, okay, all right, movie, fair enough. Uh, I really enjoyed that little uh, that little wrinkle in there. Um, Red Man, while he's more of a just, just, you know, more of a plain fuck up, he, but he's more of a, he's kind of more of a, you know, I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants and kind of do whatever I want to do. And the contrast actually works. It's interesting that Met the Man's kind of playing the, I don't want to say the, the straight man, but he's playing the more responsible of the two. And it actually really works. And once they get to college, uh, actually, before I even get there, I appreciate the way that they they meet. They go to go. They go ahead to uh, go take the test to get into school. I think they call it the THC in here, which ha ha ha. But but uh, Red Man is trying to turn on his air conditioning. His weed blows all over the place. Uh, Silas has weed, but doesn't have any rolling papers. They happen to be parked next to each other, um, and Silas you know goes. Uh, says got papers and uh, i want to say jamal goes you know got weed and so that's how their friendship starts a total but it's a uh, it's a true stoner like friendship and it so the fact that they are best friends or at least very close friends in real life really comes through here and it it's it's for me the strongest thing about the film is the film funny yeah i found myself actually laughing pretty much um all the way through. And again, this is 90 minutes, which most comedies should be, by the way. These comedies that are two hours, there's no reason for them to be. But yeah, comedy should not be like at two hours, which is why, you know, a lot of some of the Apatow films really fall short. But this is a very lean runtime. And yes, I, this was movie was made back in 2001. There are definitely going to be some jokes that you go... Oh, well, you know what? Actually, I say that it's going to really depend on, you know, your level of, uh, you know, your level of, sensit- uh, of sensitivity. One of the ongoing jokes uh, is that uh, uh, Dean Carl Kane, who's uh, played by, uh, I can never remember how I say his name, uh, Oba uh, Baba, Babatunde, 
And I was sitting here trying to remember where I recognized him from. It was really, really bothering me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that thing you do, Manchurian Candidate. Like, he's been in quite a bit of stuff. So I was actually really happy to see him in this. I forgot he was, that he was the, uh, uh, the main foil in this and his rivalry between with Jamal and Silas is actually quite entertaining because the first uh, first day of class, they go ahead and just roast him or Silas more specifically roast him in a way that I went, OK, there's really nothing you could ever say <laughs> to get back on this guy's good side. And yet, you know, it works. But yeah, the rivalry is quite a bit of fun, and it's something that I, the more the movie, uh, the more the film goes on, the more insane it gets. Of course, there's a point where they go ahead and give him some brownies, because of course, this is a stoner movie, so of course brownies have to make an appearance. But there's a lot of people in this I didn't expect. Uh, Jeffrey Jones, who of course ended up being a piece of crap, he's in this as this guy who's running for president. Um, oh god, um... Uh, blah, blah, blah. Fred Willard, R.I.P. He's in this as a uh, administrator at the school, which was something I went. Oh, Fred Willard's in this. Fuck yeah. Uh, Anna Maria Horsford is in this, and she plays uh, Jamal's mom, and she always appears. Well, not always, but for the most part, appears as these visions in Jamal's head, telling him that he's a piece of shit and motivating him. Which, while cryptic, I went. You know. I do know people who, you know, kind of have talked about how, you know, they have that thing of their parents and it is played off as uh, for laughs, but it is quite terrifying when she just randomly pops up at all these moments. But there are just some things here that made me laugh. There's a point, a scene when they show up at the school, show up at Harvard, you know, uh, Silas and Jamal turn, see his girl walk in, turn and look at her ass run right into the Harvard University sign, just destroy it. I went, all right, that's that's kind of great. There is this rivalry that uh, that Jamal immediately has with this guy, Bart, who's played by Chris Elwood. He's the captain of the, uh, of the rowing team. And so Jamal goes out of his way to go, oh, you're being an asshole. I'm going to go ahead and join the rowing team. And, you know, Red Man's tired, stoned ass, you know, has to be up at 6 a.m. to try to beat this guy. I mean, there's... Uh, there's a decent amount of subplots here that actually work. So Jamal is, you know, going after Jamal is going after Bart, but then uh, Lark uh, Vor, uh, Voorhees plays Lauren, who is Bart's girlfriend. Which, hey, interracial interracial uh, relationship, uh, yay, in 2001. But Lauren uh, and Silas start having some chemistry. Um, I was trying to make a botany joke, but. It's late, uh, but they end up starting to have uh, starting to catch feelings. Uh, there's, you know, of course, the white guy friend played by Justin Urich, who's played uh, Jeffrey, because of course, he, of course, he's a Jeffrey. Uh, but the chemistry between pretty much anyone that Method Man and Red Man are playing off of is really prominent here, and it really works shockingly well. Method Man really didn't have a lot of uh, acting credits uh, to uh, uh, to his name at that point. I don't think he really had any, honestly. Um, he'd done, a, like, I think a few things, but nothing substantial. So um, I really have to give the film credit on that point. Uh, as far as other plot points, it, it's 
you know, it's your typical hygiene stuff. You know, there's a point, of course, where uh, the weed that they're using gets stolen. Uh, there's, of course, your house party scene. Uh, there's the scene of, you know, the dean doing everything but calling them, you know, coon-ass Negroes. Like, he keeps calling them ghetto, but he always puts that Fox News stink on it when he says ghetto. And it's, it, 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 there's just, there's just, ugh, this is so fucked up to say, there's just enough racism that you're pissed off about it. But, yeah, there, there's just enough racism that you're not going to, like, try to burn the movie for, for uh, portraying it. It actually enhances the rivalry here. His level of privilege to Jamal and Silas being, you know, quote, working class, as it were. And it, it really does actually work well uh, here. There's this whole scene where, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes, there's a scene where uh, uh, Spalding Gray, who plays Professor Jackson, white guy, and he's teaching the, uh, he's teaching a black history class there. And talking about, you know, oh, white people are honkies. Like, you should come up and punch me in the face right now. Silas talking all this, all this shit. And I went, wow, okay. Did, a, a damn, a damn good joke. I, I have to give the movie props on that. There is also the security guard played by TJ Thine, uh, Gerald. And he's that classic uppity, you know, if you're even, you know, stepping a toe you know, on the street, who he'd consider jaywalking, you know, like that, that, that level of douchebag. And he ends up being a pretty good foil just in general. He's always trying to enforce the rules and people are just telling him to fuck off, uh, which always made me laugh. But, uh, there, uh, there's a lot here that is just kind of nuts. One thing I did really actually appreciate is that, uh, Tracy, uh, Walter plays professor Wood, who is, uh, Silas's, uh, uh, botany teacher and if there's a complaint outside of just you know i i think you know the pimps and just a couple subplots i don't think they're really needed but i really like the 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 chemistry between silas and professor wood and i actually wish we would have gotten more of that because and i don't even think the movie intended this so i admit i might be giving the movie more credit than it really deserves but Something about this movie that I actually appreciate is that Professor Wood really wants to see Silas succeed. And it's actually cool in the movie see, uh, to see a teacher who actually gives a shit about their students. Go, you know, go fucking figure. That was something I actually really appreciated. And I was a little bummed we didn't get, we didn't get more of it. So, uh, that, I mean, it's not something I'm going to ding the movie for, but something that I went, you know. That's 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 kind of a bummer. Like, I, that could have been something that w could have been fleshed out. But as the movie progresses, you, you know, you get uh, you get two, the the whole two pimps thing. You get these two uh, nerd white girls that Jamal and Silas end up uh, end up sleeping with, which was just the way that scene progresses. I went, oh my god, what is happening? Uh, Essence Adkins is in this. Uh, she plays Jamie, who is the uh, vice president's daughter. And I have to say, Essence Adkins, I've had a crush on her since uh, since Smart Guy, and she's just so charming. And she's she's playing a playing something a lot more raunchy in this. I forgot she was in this, so when I saw her, I went, "Oh, that's right, you are in this." And the way her and Jamal's relationship. Uh, evolves 
uh, or, or or more, uh, you know, maybe uh, descends into madness. It, it gets so raunchy between the two of them, just as far as how they're both just really horny for each other, but they don't really give a fuck who's around to witness them being horny for each other. I weirdly appreciate that they went that deep uh, in that insane with it. It's very clear that they're both having fun, but I really, really like their very fucked, twisted relationship. But the one gimmick that I mentioned is that when uh, Jamal and Silas smoke uh, the ivory, they can see his, uh, they can see his old friend, and uh, Silas's old friend. And that's something that, lends itself to a lot of surprisingly good jokes. I went, okay, like, again, I'm shocked that this has worked, uh, this is working. Um, the one guy I mentioned earlier, uh, Jeffrey, he is a pledge for this uh, uh, frat. And so just the things that you find out that he's having to do to try to join this frat, uh, one of the ones I remember, he's in a golf cart and they push him down this hill and he even uh, jokes, Oh, it's a good thing I fell out of the cart before it ran to the freeway. And I was like, holy crap, what? Um, and it actually had one joke. And there, there's more, but this is the one or one of my favorites. There's a point where Jeffrey's kind of scolding them for just being assholes. And, you know, he goes, God, I don't get your guy. I don't. He goes, God, I don't get you guys. And Silas goes, there's a lot of things in life your ass just don't get. And... <laughs> And without missing a beat, Jamal goes, yeah, like pussy and respect. I went, fuck, that's a cold line. But I laughed hard. I laughed for like five minutes after that joke. So the movie, again, shockingly, because I haven't seen this since I was, got 20. Uh, but the movie surprisingly holds up decently well. Also, just a quick tidbit. That's something that I found myself laughing at very hard. Danny DeVito was a producer on this. So Danny DeVito, God bless you, sir. You know a good, I mean, he's on It's Always Sunny. He knows good comedy when he sees it. But it's actually hilarious to see how Jamal and Silas's uh, charm and just their insanity starts to win people over. Um, Jamal's uh, water polo, or not water polo, his uh, rowing coach, he, uh, <laughs> he flat out tells uh, Jamal, like, uh, he's played by Hector, uh, Elizondo. He flat out tells him, God, his parents fucking pissed me off. I can't stand him. Like, take him down. I'll do basically whatever I can to support you from a distance. It's, it's quite hilarious. And of course the ending of this, of the movie, it's all leading up to this big, you know, preppy dinner for, you know, the students who, uh, have had great grades and it's this whole event. And, it ends on a giant stoner joke, and I just went, of course. And the thing is, you can see it coming a mile away, but when you see it actually executed, I went, huh, oh, son of a bitch. Okay, but as I wrap up here, though, it's one of those things I would never tell someone, like, you absolutely have to see this. But if you like dumb comedy that's going to make you laugh, and this is a stoner comedy, do not misunderstand. If you don't like stoner comedies... I wouldn't say that this is for you, but if you like stoner comedies and and some and you do have a uh, appreciation for juvenile humor, which this movie has quite a bit of, you'll probably enjoy this at least a little bit. 
Um, I, oh God, I, you know what's weird? I don't even know if I want to grade this, but I grade everything on this on on here, so I guess I kind of have to give it one. Um, I want to give it a C plus. I think a C plus is fair for this. I don't remember what I paid for this, honestly, because I bought it uh, digitally, but it was worth the money. I think I paid ten bucks for this. This is well worth ten bucks. This is a a very fun rental. So it's something that I'd recommend if you haven't seen it. I'd rent it. I think it's like three bucks to rent. Rent it. See if you like it. You know, it's three bucks, but uh, C plus for me. But the end of the movie. And uh, there, oh yeah, the house party scene that, of course, you have to have your, you know, your classic uh, college frat party or classic college party. And that scene was actually a lot of fun. Again, dumb as shit, but a lot of fun. So yeah, C plus. But uh, how high? Have you seen it? What's your favorite stoner comedy? For me, oh God, Reefer Madness is up there. I really love Pineapple Express. I think people sleep on Pineapple Express a little bit. I really love that uh, that movie, though. But, uh, yeah, there's a couple of my personal faves. Days and Confused, obviously. Uh, but, everyone, how high? What have you? What did you think if you've seen it? What's your favorite stoner comedy? Let me know what you thought in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at nearmanthefirst. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, SoundCloud, Apple, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and TuneUp, to name some. And don't forget to like our uh, like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. Uh, and don't forget to like our face other Facebook page, Real Pineapple Games. That's R-E-E-L Pineapple. I'm going to be hopping on uh, Twitch here soon. I will keep all of you updated on that. But thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews coming up for most of the Best Picture nominations. I'm really excited to get through. Uh, I got a couple, another couple of the Best uh, Picture nominees to watch, but I'm excited to uh, get through those. And we're going to have a review this weekend for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about that. And uh, we'll have a review up here soon for Nobody as well. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please take care of each other. Wear a mask. Oh, yeah, we're going to be reviewing Mortal Kombat, too. Shoot, I forgot about that. Mortal Kombat's coming up, uh, coming out this weekend. So I'll have a review for that as well. But everyone, thank you so much. Take care of each other. Wear a mask. Get your COVID vaccine. And thank you again. We will talk to you soon. And happy 420.